This is video podcast 55 from learningradiology.com, pulmonary sarcoid radiographic manifestations. Hello, I'm William Herring from Albert Einstein Medical Center in Philadelphia. Sarcoid is a disease of unknown etiology affecting multiple systems. It features widespread formation of non-caseating granulomas. It almost always affects the respiratory system. It has a 3 to 1 female to male predominance and a 14 to 1 African American to Caucasian predominance. Most patients with sarcoid are asymptomatic at the time of presentation. About a quarter have a cough or dyspnea related to respiratory involvement and about a quarter have eye or skin lesions. The diagnosis is usually made by a biopsy of the involved organs. Angiotensin converting enzyme, ACE, is elevated in most cases of sarcoid, but it's nonspecific and used mainly in monitoring treatment. Gallium 67 is sensitive but nonspecific and is used primarily as an indicator of active inflammation. The Kvim intradermal skin test is positive in 70% of patients with sarcoid, but it is rarely used today because of the inaccessibility of the antigen and the length of time which it takes to obtain the results of the test. The imaging findings in sarcoid by modality. Chest radiographs are diagnostic in most cases. CT is more sensitive than radiography for mediastinal adenopathy and for parenchymal lung disease. On CT, we can see ground glass opacities, subpleural nodules, innumerable small nodules and prominence of the reticular markings, beating of the bronchovascular bundles, and in end-stage disease, honeycombing, fibrosis, cyst formation, and bronchiectasis. As we said, gallium 67 avid disease can be used to mark the activity of the disease. Sarcoid is staged based on the pulmonary radiographic findings. Stage 0 is a normal chest radiograph. Stage 1 is lymphadenopathy only. Stage 2 is lymphadenopathy and parenchymal lung disease. Stage 3 is parenchymal lung disease only, the lymphadenopathy regressing. And stage 4 is so-called end-stage lung disease, which features pulmonary fibrosis. Stage 1 sarcoid is adenopathy alone. It is almost always bilateral hilar and right paratracheal adenopathy. This has been called the 1-2-3 sign, the pawnbroker sign, Garland sign. This is a frontal radiograph of a patient with stage 1 sarcoid. There's a soft tissue density in the right paratracheal area. There is enlargement of the right hilum. And there's enlargement of the left hilum. This is an example of the pawnbroker sign. And the insert shows an actual pawnbroker sign which hangs outside of a pawnbroker shop and represents those three brass balls. This is another patient with stage 1 sarcoid. The red arrows are pointing to the bilateral hilar adenopathy. The right paratracheal adenopathy is less evident in this patient. 
Here's another patient with stage 1 sarcoid. You can see there are large bilateral hilar nodes. They have a lumpy appearance. These have been called potato nodes. And sarcoid very frequently has a separation, the black arrows are pointing to, between the lymph nodes and the heart because the lymph nodes in sarcoid tend to be more bronchopulmonary in origin than do the lymph nodes in, let's say, lymphoma, which are true hilar nodes. This is a CT scan of a patient with stage 1 sarcoid. The white arrows are pointing to the bilateral hilar adenopathy, the blue arrow to some subcarinal adenopathy, and the red arrow is showing the separation between the heart and the right hilar adenopathy. Some uncommon findings in stage 1 sarcoid. There can be unilateral hilar nodes in 3 to 8% of cases. When you see unilateral hilar enlargement, you should think more often of tuberculosis, of metastatic carcinoma, or even lymphoma. And there can be eggshell calcification, peripheral calcification of the hilar lymph nodes in long-standing sarcoid. This is unusual. It is more common eggshell calcification in patients with silicosis. This is an example of the kind of eggshell calcification in both hyla that occurred in a patient with a long-standing history of sarcoid. There are no findings in the lungs that suggest silicosis, and the patient had a history of sarcoid. Stage 2 sarcoid is adenopathy with parenchymal lung disease. The adenopathy usually decreases in size as the parenchymal lung disease increases. About a third of patients with adenopathy will develop parenchymal lung disease. Patterns of parenchymal lung disease in sarcoid include most commonly a small reticular nodular pattern diffusely throughout the lungs. Sometimes there can be larger irregular nodules, the so-called acinar pattern. And even less commonly, there can be a pattern which is called alveolar sarcoid, which represents a coalescence of innumerable small interstitial granulomas. It is not, in fact, alveolar. The disease is interstitial. There may be air bronchograms present, and the differential diagnosis might include alveolar cell carcinoma, alveolar proteinosis, and lymphoma. This is a frontal radiograph on a patient with stage 2 sarcoid. The red arrows are pointing to the bilateral hilar adenopathy, and the red circle highlights the reticular interstitial disease that marks this as stage 2 sarcoid. This is a close-up of the same patient, and you can see that there are innumerable interstitial lines that make up the parenchymal disease in this patient. Here is a CT scan of a patient with stage 2 sarcoid. You can see that there is bilateral hilar adenopathy. There are innumerable small nodules in this patient, and there is beading along the bronchovascular bundle caused by the multiple small nodules. Here's another patient with stage 2 sarcoid. There is bilateral hilar adenopathy, and the red arrows are pointing to the beading along both of the major fissures. Here is another patient with a frontal radiograph with stage 2 sarcoid. The red arrows point to bilateral hilar adenopathy. The red circle highlights interstitial lung disease. 
This patient has an acinar pattern. On the left, you can see there are large irregular opacities in both lungs. There also is bilateral hyaluratinopathy. On the right, in another patient, we can see these irregular opacities, the red arrows, and these opacities contain air bronchograms. And this is an example of alveolar sarcoid. At first glance, this looks like airspace disease. If you look carefully at the periphery of the disease, you can see that it's actually interstitial in nature. The red arrows are pointing to the bilateral hyaluratinopathy. Stage 3 sarcoid represents the regression of the adenopathy, leaving only the parenchymal lung disease. Generally speaking, adenopathy does not develop subsequent to parenchymal lung disease. And if adenopathy does develop, at that point, you should think of either lymphoma or tuberculosis. This is a frontal radiograph of a patient with stage 3 sarcoid. There is no hyalur adenopathy visible, but there is reticulonodular interstitial disease. Stage 4 sarcoid is end-stage lung disease. There is diffuse fibrosis, there may be bronchiectasis and a honeycomb lung, and there may be multiple cysts. This is a classical example of a frontal and lateral radiograph in a patient with stage 4 sarcoid. You can see that there is considerable fibrosis in both lungs, there are multiple cysts, there is retraction of the hyla. This is a CT scan of a patient with stage 4 sarcoid, and the red arrow is pointing to the characteristic tram track appearance of bronchiectasis. And another frontal radiograph and still another patient with stage 4 sarcoid shows diffuse reticular nodular interstitial disease with evidence of scarring and hyalur retraction. Uncommon manifestations of sarcoid. Sarcoid can be associated with tuberculosis, Pleural effusion may be seen in sarcoid, but it is very rare, and when you see a pleural effusion, you should think of some other disease, especially lymphoma. It is usually an exudate with lymphocytic predominance. Nodules rarely may cavitate, and a fungus ball, an aspergilloma, may form in a chronic sarcoid cavity, although they usually form in tuberculous cavities, the most common presenting symptom being hemoptysis. This red arrow is pointing to an aspergilloma in a cavity in a patient with underlying sarcoid. Uncommon manifestations of sarcoid include pulmonary arterial hypertension and corpulmonale, which are less uncommon than some of the others, bronchostenosis with lobar atelectasis. Pneumothorax can occur with any chronic interstitial fibrosing lung disease, including sarcoid. This is a frontal radiograph of a patient with stage 4 sarcoid. The red arrow is pointing to a large tension pneumothorax. Extrathoracic disease includes peripheral adenopathy commonly, granulomatous involvement of the liver very commonly, and spleen. There may be involvement of the bone, especially the hands, in about 5% of patients, and skin, especially erythema nodosum and lupus perneo, which is a raised purplish nodule. Muscle is rarely involved. This is an example of the lacy trabecular pattern that can be seen in the hand in sarcoid. 
Sarcoid has many skeletal manifestations in the hand, including findings that mimic hyperparathyroidism, acroosteolysis, sometimes mimicking rheumatoid arthritis. There can be dense lesions in the bones called bone stones as well. This is an example of sarcoid of both feet with multiple small lytic densities, somewhat characteristic heart-shaped lytic lesion in the right great toe. Other extrathoracic disease includes involvement of the eyes with uveitis and uveoparotid fever, the central nervous system with granulomatous meningitis and facial nerve palsy, the myocardium producing arrhythmias, heart block, and sometimes cardiomyopathy, salivary glands with parotid enlargement. Three-quarters of patients with sarcoid show complete resolution of their hyaluradenopathy. A third will show complete resolution of parenchymal lung disease. Only about 20% have some form of irreversible pulmonary fibrosis, and there is a small 5% mortality, frequently from core pulmonary or pulmonary arterial hypertension. Here is your mini quiz. Obviously, this entire podcast is on sarcoid, so this is a case of sarcoid. You're shown a frontal radiograph, and the question is, what stage is this patient's sarcoid? You can pause your computer or MP3 player. Well, there is bullous disease in both apices. There's evidence of scarring. There is tenting of the hemidiaphragms. All of this represents chronic disease. This is stage 4 sarcoid.